0: Uh, Mr. Ron Popeil always brings a bit of joy to the room.
1: With a high-protein, low-carb diet,
0: you can lose twice as much weight than if you were on a low-calorie, high-carb diet. Crazy. I'm talking about the Showtime Rotisserie and Barbecue. Look at just some of the great foods you can prepare in your new Showtime Rotisserie.
1: A delicious six-pound chicken, baby back ribs, Oh, yeah. A dozen tasty, juicy lamb chops. Enough hot dogs and sausages to feed a small army. (laughs) And everybody's favorite. Four freshly caught whole trout. How much weight did you lose?
2: Ten pounds and one dress size in 28 days. Lost 13 pounds in a month. 20 pounds in 30
1: days. I've lost my goal of 15 pounds in about 20 days.
2: I lost 10 of the hardest pounds in the world. 22 pounds in 30 days.
0: I ate like a pig. <laughs> Every time. You look fabulous. Good old Ron. Seeing how we're uh, on the topic of food. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on omelets? Um, I'm down with omelets. Do you...
1: I guess it's all about how you prepare them. It's true. Like some people, you know, have to put some sort of a uh, milk product.
0: Would you consider butter milk product at this point?
1: No, mm. unless it depends if you're using it,
0: if you're using it for, you know, non-stick purposes. True. I'm always using my butter for uh, a cooking oil, not yeah. an ingredient necessarily.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then no, then I wouldn't consider it a dairy product.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> this is a good point for my follow-up here is what do you like in an omelet
1: um i like a western omelet a western omelet what is that uh i think it usually consists of like you know some green peppers mm-hmm. maybe it's definitely got some bacon in it Ooh, yeah or maybe maybe it's sausage i don't know i feel some like a pork it's got one or the other Mm-hmm. And then it could also
0: have, maybe have optional onions or mushrooms. I'm a fan of the onion and mushroom. I usually keep it really simple with nothing but cheese.
1: And yeah, maybe some that, green
0: onion. Uh, nothing doesn't, like, just cheese doesn't seem like, you know. Not, I'd rather just put cheese on some eggs. That's fair. And it's definitely not the, uh, the healthiest option. French style. Yeah. Lots of butter. Definitely not good for you.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I'm down for an omelet, but
0: I don't know. I guess I don't make them that often. Nor do I. I made one today, and that's the only reason I'm bringing it up. Hmm. Glad to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. Thanks for chiming in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have you been listening to music-wise this week? Um. I actually
0: haven't been listening to much music. No? No. Mm, That's kind of strange. It is kind of strange. I've been uh, busy with other things. A little bit of the white stripes. Okay. As per usual. And everything in the normal rotation. Mainly LCD sound system. During the work periods. Okay. Beck. All that good stuff. But nothing new really. No. Nothing new. I I don't think I've been listening to anything new either. There's a lot of new releases coming out. I have a few in my back pocket for later dates, but I need further vetting. I see.
1: Yes. So um I saw this fucking clickbait and it just I should have known better right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It's just such fucking bullshit. And it seems like everything is just clickbait nowadays. There's no real substance to anything you just they just want you to they just want to throw something up just to force you to click yeah so it basically said something fucking ridiculous like um ozzy osborne says that satan worshiping protected him from the virus okay the COVID virus and and i'm like they're like i, I read that and i'm like Mm, that doesn't sound legit. No. And sure enough you fucking I clicked on it. When you read into the article what it basically says is that Ozzy was joking that like other people in his family had gotten COVID Yeah, but you know he guessed he guesses that you know it's the Satan worship that saved him. That's a pretty
0: funny thing to say.
1: Yeah. In in context. But to put out a fucking headline that Ozzy Osbourne says worshiping Satan protected him from the virus. Just sounds like such bullshit. It does sound like bullshit.
0: And when you were when you were clicking on this bait, did you know it was going to be bullshit?
1: I suspected. I smelt some. I smelt some. Some something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it stank for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, but they got to get your anyway, attention. I don't uh,
1: understand why. So okay, basically, do you have you have a Google Now feed on your phone, right? Yeah. Um, every time I would come across something like that, or like there's this other thing that uh, some of these news websites like to do is they'll put a, they put up a headline. It doesn't matter what the headline is. Yeah. But then when you click on it, it's just a web page with a embedded YouTube video. Oh, it's like they don't. They want to be a news site, but they don't want to write anything. Mm -hmm. And they just want you to direct you right to a video instead. And like, there's like no text at all on your Google feed. Yeah.
0: Weird. I haven't seen that before.
1: Yeah. It happens. It happens all the time. And so anytime I come across a website that's like heavy clickbait or extremely low on substance, or this other thing I notice is that like, I'll read a story and then over the next couple of weeks, I'll continue to see that a related story or the same story just from other sources. Mm -hmm. And it seems like they all just like basically copy off the first story that went out. It's such, it's just, you know, such fucking lame ass journalism. It is. I don't know if you could, I block them all. So that's what I'm getting to is that on Google now, anytime I come across a website like that, I just block all content from their sites.
0: That's smart, yeah. At least that way you can filter through some of the bullshit.
1: No, just to get, you know, or or websites that have a huge paywall. Mm. It's like, um, okay, I'm not, I don't have a problem with a paywall, but don't be sticking um, a card in my Google News or Google Now feed uh-huh. that I can't actually go in and read. You know, if you're, gonna, you're just going to take me to a headline with a paywall, then. I'm sorry. Even if you're the Wall Street Journal, I'm fucking blocking. I don't don't, I'm not interested in your in your fucking headlines because at that point, it's really just an ad.
0: Yeah, it's there's anyway, I could go on and on about it, but the clickbait. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon.
1: No, but I think people are less susceptible to it, or at least I hope more people are less susceptible to it nowadays. They have experience with it. Let's hope. Yeah, usually, like when you see clickbait, it's it's an immediate sign that the journalism is going to be
0: subpar. And it's weird when you see reputable They're news sources doing that. Reputable, I, I should say, established versus yeah, reputable. That's those are things that are years apart. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Yeah, there's only so much news to, that people will find interesting too, and it gets the clicks. I don't think so. I think like um for the uh, the most part like news
1: organizations are stuck in a fucking loop of only reporting on the same shit over
0: and over. Yeah? Yeah. It's like, easy to consume.
1: Oh, yeah, they like they it, you know, if if something like let's say that uh Donald Trump just died tomorrow mm-hmm. for whatever reason, um they would find a way to keep him in the news cycle.
0: Oh, it would be there forever.
1: That's what I'm saying like they can't live without Donald Trump news i haven't been watching any news recently no, but, but they always like the guy has been out of sight now for fucking 9 months yeah and they they can't go one day without talking about him it drives me fucking crazy it's like there's so many other things going on in the world mm-hmm. and you guys are like trying to find absolutely any fucking reason to talk about this guy like they obviously don't know how you did like how to deal with trolls, right? What do you mean? Well, because like if you want to shut up the trolls, like the you know, like Trump followers or you know conspiracy theory theorists? Sure, um, the worst thing to do is to give them attention, right? And by constantly talking about Trump they're and you know perpetuating negativity about trump they're feeding into these fucking trolls that just makes them stronger and hungrier yeah it's, it's right? very true and like if they just like left it alone and went on to some other news it would be out of the news cycle nobody would fucking care
0: no and yeah. the people who did would find their niche because it's going to be reported on by somebody anyway it's it's ridiculous ridiculous indeed Mm -hmm. um read something cool the other day okay homebrewed psilocybin
1: wait didn't i tell you about this already
0: was this you yeah the cold brew no no but uh do you want to go into that no
1: no we talked
0: about it already um the homebrewed
1: no we talked about the cold brew okay which is, you know, the Paul Stamets cold brew extraction method I told you about. Ah. Right, where he uses, like, ice and, like, keeps it in, like, water and ice in a fridge and just, like,
0: puts the mushrooms in there and the water turns fucking blue. Right. Yeah. Different topic. Yeah. I think this is way more exciting, to oh. be honest with you. All right. <laughs> um, so the research was published October 5th, 2021 by Andrew Jones et al. out of, this one got me, Miami University in Ohio. Didn't know there was a Miami University in Ohio.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, They have shown that psilocybin can be produced in biologically relevant quantities using a recombinant E. coli strain in a homebrew setup. Okay. So I've been thinking about Actually, I won't go off on a tangent here. Um, so essentially what they did is they took a E. coli cell, um, specifically E. coli BL21 star, and they inserted a plasmid, which is a circular piece of DNA that contained the biosynthetic pathway for psilocybin that you'd normally find in magic mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So... um, there, the purpose of the research was to show that people could make this at home very easily. Um, the scope was kind of saying we need to look at limiting people's access to these ingredients, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the uh, final product that they got was it was pretty potent. It was 300 milligrams per liter of pure psilocybin.
1: Hmm
0: which is per liter per liter. So like they're, they're brewing like batches of E. Coli 300 product
1: milligrams of psilocybin per liter per liter. Okay. And how much psilocybin would one take on the normal,
0: you know, dose? Johns Hopkins is giving out 30 milligram doses. So that would be 10 doses per liter. What would we, somebody like us take? Um, apparently 30 is close to like three and a half grams ish, which I think is the sweet spot. Oh, so this is like 10 grams per liter. Yeah. Okay. Around there. All right. Even more, I think it's, it's quite, quite concentrated. Okay. Um, so this was made possible by the classification of the biosynthetic pathway by the, by, by the, um, group. And they were the first to report production of psilocybin in a fungal host within a lab. Um, This is relatively recent stuff, so I don't have an exact date, but within the past five years or so, they classified this uh, pathway. So today I'm going to give you the methodology they used. And if you know a little bit about uh, genetics and brewing, then you may be interested in this. Okay. Okay. Um, So, excuse me guys. Like I said earlier, the plasmid they use, which is circular DNA that can be purchased readily from companies like uh, Thermo Fisher or other chemical supply companies or DNA supply companies. Um, And then they also used E. coli BL21 star, Those can be readily obtained. They set up a water bath at 37 degrees using a residential sous vide system. So like one that you could get at Canadian Tire or anything like that. For aeration of the cultures, which I'm not sure why it was necessary, but it was. Um, They did that with small aquarium air pumps equipped with uh, stones. And then... The cultures were grown on Andrew's Magic Media, also obtained readily from Thermo Fisher. And they were grown in 500 ml glass bottles. So they set up these two vats. They put in a stir bar um, and let these E. coli make their protein. And then they threw in a little bit of 4-hydroxyindole to maintain the flux towards psilocybin. So just to keep the metabolic pathway pushing towards the product that we want. And I looked that up. We can obtain 4-hydroxyindole from Toronto Research Chemicals.
1: What do you mean, we?
0: Anyone who wants to do this. Um, Cast number 2380-94-1. All right. Ferment for 72 hours. And you can also add ampicillin and your E. coli is going to be resistant to ampicillin. So it will select only for the E. coli with psilocybin making genes. And yeah. Okay. Got yourself. So are you
1: saying that you're going to make this?
0: I'm saying that. So the point of the research was saying, hey, we can take materials that really anyone has access to and make a pretty fair amount of psilocybin. I, I would be down to try this if I had the time and the, the resources. Okay. I thought it was pretty exciting. I don't know.
1: And I'm kind of out at E. coli. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, I don't want to take anything to do with E. coli, right? It's non-pathogenic E. coli. These guys have been genetically modified for, where do you get these? Uh, you can get them from Thermo Fisher. You can get them from, like, there's a lot of gene banks. And Sigma Aldrich also makes, uh, okay. you guys so buy DNA some, and test you're tubes. You're going to
1: buy some E. coli and buy some hydroxy whatever. And the uh,
0: psilocybin <coughs> plasmid. And we need to do some, excuse me, a little molecular biology, but yeah, I think it's exciting. And apparently production of pharmaceutical psilocybin is really expensive. So this could be an interesting way to cut costs.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh,
0: yeah, it sounds like you want to make it. I do. Well, it just looks so easy. I don't know. It, it's not easy, but if, if you know what you're doing, it's relatively simple. And I'm sure some of our listeners would know what they were doing. All right. If, if if I follow through, I'll let you all know. Sure. Sure. Talking about rap snitches. Rap snitches. Yeah.
1: What up? Hey guys, I'm going to let, let you know when I break the law.
0: They don't know who we are.
1: Sure. Um What do you think about social credit?
0: social credit what do you what is social credit
1: social credit would be just like um, just like uh, your regular like financial credit mm-hmm. right but based on y- your interactions with you know society
0: who's giving out this social credit well
1: I don't know if you're aware but China has a social credit system I've heard a little bit about this. And they have one camera, surveillance camera for every seven people. Wow. They have what? Something like how many billion people? I think it's like 1.3. Yeah. So that's a lot of freaking cameras. Oh my gosh. Right. So what they do is they give you, you start out with a thousand points. Okay. Okay. And then. Um, If you do something like, for instance, like post a, a message saying something, you know, shitty about the government,
0: mm-hmm. then you lose points. Yikes. What's the end result? What happens if you run out of points? Well, we'll get there. All right. Jump into conclusions. Yeah.
1: So then if like if you're just caught in general spreading rumors about anything on the internet mm-hmm. like i guess you know rumors could be defined as just like speculating right yeah what you know
0: what is a rumor
1: and especially in yeah you the could eyes of like, the government oh you know um it's been raining a lot lately but it's actually sunny right I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> totally kidding. Anyway, or um, things like insincere apologies for crimes committed. Hmm. Right. So if you, like, got caught shoplifting. Yeah. And either the police or judge, depending on how far it goes, I guess, thought that you do, you weren't really uh, remorseful, that that would affect your social credit. Yikes. Yeah. Um, anyway, the lowest score that you can get is 600. And so if you have a low score, the types of things that will be affected, like the things that you're or you're punished about, right, mm-hmm. um, are things like you'd be denied the ability to get license or permits or you'd be excluded from, you know, Booking flights or things like that. Yeah. Access to credit. Um, Restricted access to public services. So like I was reading one part about this is that like, for instance, like let's say you live in this small village. Mm -hmm. If you have a problem with uh, the government, they want you to report it in in China, but they want you to go through the proper chain. Okay. So if you, for instance, decided to, instead of reporting it to the village, you decided to report it to the city, mm-hmm. then you would get lose social credit to for jumping over heads. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. It's very specific. Um, if you have a low social credit, then your kids can't uh, um, attend private school. Okay. Yeah. Um, also public shaming. Oh uh, yeah. what about public shaming? So um you'd be susceptible to public shaming. Um for instance, like what they, they do with jaywalkers. Right. Is they record they have them recorded and then they publicly shame them by broadcasting the recordings of their neighbors.
0: That's if it wasn't so serious, it'd be laughable.
1: Right. But okay, so if you have good social credit mm-hmm. um, you know, whether it's Through, uh, you know, volunteer work or, um, donating blood, uh, praising the government on social media, (laughs) giving out points for that, helping the poor, um, having good financial credit history, uh, or committing a heroic act.
0: Ooh. Do you know what classifies a heroic act?
1: No, but I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, if you, saved a small child from a burning building sure that would work you'd be a hero yeah um so these are the kinds of things you can expect if you have uh, a good score right and the score the highest score you can get is like 1300 points hmm. yeah so uh priority for school and admissions and employment Right. Yeah, we're talking about c- c- the communist country. Right. It's a, yeah. That's that's not good. Right. Um, easy access to loans. Um, Deposit free bicycle and car hire. Oh, yeah, that's nice and trustworthy. Free gym facilities. Cheaper public transport, so you get a discount. Um, shorter wait times at the hospital. Wow. Yeah. Fast-track promotions at work. Um, Jumping the queue for public housing. Yikes. Yeah, and also tax breaks.
0: I mean, the tax breaks is probably the most normal one out of all of them.
1: Right. Hmm. So did you ever see that episode of uh, Black Mirror? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did where the people had the, like their cell phone or whatever with them and every single interaction they had with somebody, um, they could rate Mm -hmm. and they did rate and they always also had like, it was like augmented reality where every person had like their score over their head or something. Mm -hmm. Right. So you could see if somebody was
0: had a low social credit. I remember this episode.
1: Yeah. It was pretty crazy,
0: but it's not not too far from the truth, especially in China. Do you think we'll have anything like that here?
1: Um,
0: I don't think in
1: the same way that, you know, the government is doing it, Mm -hmm. but I could see where a, a social credit score could be useful for data mining. And yeah, um, those kinds of things like even a social credit score could influence say your actual credit yeah it could it could that's yeah. uh you know and like say like posting bullshit or uh, on twitter
0: you know would lower your social credit
1: i you know i could kind of go with that
0: in a way it kind of does already it just yeah. depends on who's no, taking count, right you know that's I mean, true if, if society is the one giving out the credit, that could be beneficial. If I should probably make that a bit more clear.
1: Yeah, but the thing, the problem with social credit is it really comes down to is who's defining what is classified as good and what is classified as not good.
0: Agreed. I think as as society, we all have there's norms that different societies take up.
1: I don't know. I think
0: that there's a lot of gray in terms of how one should behave
1: yeah for instance um the way that uh cigarette smokers are looked upon publicly Mm -hmm. right definitely looked down upon right so which is your your social credit score would immediately be going down mm -hmm. the second somebody saw you having a
0: cigarette and do do you think it's i i i wonder if it's because people know it's bad for your health that you're viewed in a certain way.
1: Just that it's, uh, they don't, it's something they don't want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. If somebody walks past you and gets a whiff of you just having a cigarette, then it's the same thing. They're like, uh, and yeah, that's just, that just that one, just is enough, you know, to lower your social credit. Ping. Yeah. Isn't that like, so like I'm saying,
0: like there's a lot of gray area. Mm. Yeah, it all it is all very subjective, isn't
1: it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting anyway.
0: How recent is this that China's adopted this? I'm not
1: sure how long it's been going on, but you would think um Oh. It says that it says that it was launched in 2020. You know, okay. Yeah. So it's fairly new.
0: I think that's just a whole bunch of bad news, but we'll see how it all works out.
1: Yeah, but I like. I think. Like, I think is the no matter what, it's going on already. Like, there's already this profile of you and in your internet history, and um, mm-hmm. how when they can, you know, the different accounts of yours that can all be linked together to build this profile of your internet footprint. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you could have that generate a, a score it's very true yeah so i mean it's already it's already being done it's it's like i think the thing about the chinese uh, social credit system is how public it is mm. you know it's like throwing in your face
0: at, at all places if you have low social credit Yeah, they're they're gamifying life as well with the points. Yeah,
1: but I mean, if you started to think about it, like if every interaction that you had with another human being was going to be rated, think about how much a nicer person you'd be. Yeah. Forcibly. I feel like it would
0: probably stop a lot of progress.
1: Well, I think, I don't know about stopping progress. It might stop a lot of fights and arguments. It could have that
0: effect. But what if people just aren't... Expressing how they feel when well, they think, should
1: think about all of those arguments or uh, conflicts that people have that are absolutely meaningless. Yeah, it would prevent you from ever having them because you wouldn't <clears throat> you would it would take so much more to lose your cool if you knew that every interaction or it was going to cost you X amount of social credit to go off on this person. Yeah, it costs to be an asshole. Yeah. Yeah.
0: At the end of the day, right? Wonder if I'm <laughs> driving would probably improve. Everything. People would be yielding. Yeah, there would be benefits for sure. I don't like the omnipotence of it.
1: Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying it's it's interesting to think about. I'm not saying that we should in, uh, implement a social no, no. credit system.
0: But uh, it's n- it's not all bad. I think it's important that we're all accountable, but. To what extent should be, should it be enforced? I guess that's the question.
1: I don't know. I, I think I'm going to try and treat social interactions as if there was a social credit system. Because yeah. I think it's just going to make
0: me be a nicer person. I think it's important to be a nice person to strangers well, and all that shit. Yeah. Forcibly. <laughs> it's true. We all have our days. Facts. Facts. So, when do you think tobacco was first used? Just a rough guess. Oh, I think I heard it. it
1: was a long, long time ago, like 10,000 years or something. Pretty close.
0: Pretty close. It was originally thought to be about 4,300 years ago. Mm-hmm. Recent research in Utah, the West Desert. Um, suggests 12,300 years ago. There you go. Um, you'll probably find some some holes in this one. They found tobacco seeds in an old hearth, or hearth, however mm-hmm. you would say it. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't date the seeds specifically, so they dated what was around it. Okay. A little, little sketchy. They did bring up a few uh, confounders, but it's most likely they were enjoying the tobacco products. And why not? I mean, at that point, they were hunter gatherers. I'd probably be enjoying a little tobacco. Ten thousand years
1: ago, you think people were hunter gatherer?
0: Yeah. According to the source of this information. Well, then, like, how do you explain uh,
1: the idea that like the Sphinx is more than
0: ten thousand years old? Uh, This is specifically in North America. Okay. So, and also we... So you're just saying that at
1: that time there were hunter-gatherers. You're not saying that everybody was hunter-gatherer? No,
0: I'm not saying that. Okay. Is the Sphinx over 10,000 years old?
1: Yeah, and I think that 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 Gobekli Tepe turkey thing is like over 10,000 years old
0: as well. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And I think 10,000 years is also the number for like when and around the last ice age. I think you're right. Yeah.
0: It's all kind of makes sense. And it does. Um, Merck pharmaceutical company has, you've been following, they're doing a oral antiviral.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, the COVID. It's not even necessary. You, why do you think that? Because, and I don't really want to get into this too deep, but there's a vaccine. <laughs> True. You know, if you, if chances are that if you are vaccinated, you'll never need that medication.
0: True. Um, Yeah, we won't get too far into it. But I think having a way to treat people who are already sick is a good thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah, especially for places where vaccination rates are low. Treat it if you can, I suppose. If you're interested in how it works, um, it inserts itself into viral RNA causing lethal mutagenesis and the compound is called molnip... Piravir, Molna Piravir from Merck & Co. i been listening to some uh, Rack-On Tours oh, yeah? recently. Throw on a little bit of Consoler of the Lonely. And what are we listening for? Um, at this point in the song, so it's just after the first chorus going into the second verse. And Jack White just unleashes vocally. He hits a super high note that I've always loved. This album came out when I was a bit younger. And there's something about the the first note that he hits here that, uh, and the accompanying guitar that... great stuff yeah the uh little staccato yeah afterwards fantastic brendan benson brendan benson right yeah that's a really cool band yeah
1: yeah i like them a lot they have lots of good stuff Yeah, they do what else you been listening to that's it
0: honestly man i can't give you much (laughs)
1: hmm It's very weird for you to not be listening to something.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder what you've been doing all week. Hours and hours of study.
1: Yeah. You don't listen to music when you study?
0: No. Hmm. Especially when it's like, not to, I'm sure the listeners don't care too much, but especially before midterms, it's like I need to absorb oh, really? everything. And uh, I, thought, I get too I into the music.
1: Oh, yeah. See, I don't have that problem. Mm. But I find the opposite. I find it hard to focus if i'm not listening to music interesting
0: i'll throw like i said a good bit of talk radio on during the mm-hmm. middle day i just want to hear something but uh for the most part it's really quiet <laughs> head to the books
1: have you heard any uh, any more dr laura no i've been thinking about dr laura though oh man she's I great love dr laura she's an anomaly yeah i wish we could play some dr laura but whatever
0: I'm sure some of her listenership is familiar. No. You don't think so? No. Dr. Laura is old school. She hasn't been on like,
1: I don't know. I think she was on, she was on radio for a long time. Talk radio. Yeah. Um, syndicated, you know, across the US. But um, she, she made a move to satellite radio at one point. Okay. Which I think that's where I used to hear her a bunch. She may still be on satellite radio for all I know but her content is a lot harder to come by. She Would has you, that call of the
0: day podcast, I think. Which gave me a pretty good picture of what Dr. Laura's deal was. I
1: think. Yeah. Just a single call though. It's, it's just, a, it's a literally, you know, just a tease. So it's such good. Like she used to be on for like two hours, uh, at least two hours a day. Wow. Yeah.
0: And for the listeners who don't know, Dr. Laura is a advice.
1: She's like a psychologist of some sort and uh, gives advice to people on the radio that, you know, call in with their
0: problems. She's ice cold, though.
1: You know what, though? she, You think she's consistent? From what I've heard. She's never wrong. I've never. She's quite smart. I've never, like when it comes, like she's cold, like you said. But when you really boil things down, she's not wrong. Regardless of how harsh or blunt she is. I I I don't know. I, I believe I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I, I think she might be the perfect woman. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Laura. I like I really agree with a lot of her views on
0: things. Yeah. And people seem to be very willing to call in with their problems. Like she's got the following reputable. Yeah. Sometimes that would be,
1: she's like the equivalent of like, if you were able to call in to Dr. Phil or Oprah or something on television, she's like, she's at that, she's at that level uh, in terms of her, you know, being on radio.
0: Yeah. How long did you say that she was on radio? 30 plus years. That's stamina. And yeah. as you said, consistency, but yeah. sometimes you just need someone you don't know to tell you the truth. You know, yeah, and
1: she's not, d- not going to sugarcoat it. Doesn't she doesn't ever... care
0: enough to lie. Nope. It's if kind of you, the beauty of it.
1: If you call in and like, you know, you're talking some bullshit, you know, like, you know, that you're a lot of people are a lot of the times when, you know, people are having an issue in their life. It's hard for them to come to the conclusion that they're the cause. Right. Yeah. And so when people call into Dr. Laura's show and are obviously trying to blame someone else for a problem that is really theirs, she will not hesitate to absolutely to yeah. drop it on them. And I really respect
0: that. Hell yeah. Everyone needs that every now and then. Yeah. Maybe not everyone, but a lot.
1: Well, if you're calling into Dr. Laura and you don't <laughs> realize that she can be that way,
0: then maybe you deserve it. That'd be shocking. Yeah. Real talk. I believe the the kids say,
1: so have you ever heard like, you can you think of any songs that kind of like are two songs made into one where like they kind of go off on tangents at some point in the song? Hmm.
0: It's not really a quiz. Not just like a, like a
1: bridge. Um, yeah, I don't, I think you could classify it as that, but it's just, they're just so different from the two, the two parts are just so different from each other, mm-hmm. but yet they're in together in one song. I have a bunch of examples. There's, there's a lot of examples for
0: sure. Yeah. I have several. I think Beck does that quite a lot. Okay. On the, um, especially on Odalay the songs really change what ex- get tones. Um, I don't have a song name. All right, you gotta have some
1: examples if you're gonna bring shit up. Let's hear what you got. Okay, so I got se- I got several. Like I said, all right. So um, hmm, maybe we should start with. Okay, the first one is uh, it's by Wings. You know, Paul McCartney and Wings uh, band on the run. Yeah, heard the song. Okay, so I'm just gonna play like almost a minute into the song, okay? And it kind of contains both parts. So it's got this beginning part where it's like, woo, 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 blah, 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 blah blah blah, with this guitar, and then it like just kind of like switches, right? But I'll play it I'll just try and give you an idea of what's what I'm talking about.
0: So did you hear it there? Yeah, was, that's that was great. Yeah. Completely different song.
1: Sort of. It's just interesting. And I'm not sure what you call that when they do that. But anyway, I have more examples. This one is uh, a little different, but it's a Buffalo Springfield. Okay. R- Broken Arrow. So this is like a couple minutes into the song. Wow. another example of which just like goes off on a tangent it's a
0: great song and a great album
1: yeah okay and then here's like a more recent example um this is travis scott okay sickle mode know if you're familiar with that or not but not the song but i know travis drake, scott drake is a feature on this okay
2: that's how we already know This here with all the ice on in the booth at the gate outside. When they pull up, they give me loose. Yeah, jump out, boys. That's Nike boys I in our coast. This shit way too big. When we pull up, give me the loose. Was off the remedy, had up at post. Had there in my old town, the duck the nose. Two for our lockdown. We made no moves now.
0: Okay, so there's another example. It seems to be a common theme. Yeah, well, it's a
1: good so technique. This is what I'm bringing it up is because I've noticed it over the years, and I'm not sure if there's a actually a name for it. Interesting, but uh, it's it hits super you interesting. If- yeah, I got one more, which is where I was kind of all going for this. Please continue. It's a song by Frank Zappa. It's called "It Might Just Be a One-Shot Deal." fucking fantastic i don't all know right. if you're familiar with it it's off of waka Jowaka, Um no, sir. from 1972 i um, might play the whole thing we'll see how it goes
0: all right That guitar style is ridiculous.
1: Anyway, it's just another example of a song doing that. You know, it
0: started off way different and then it just flipped. Yeah, it hits you in the face. Yeah, I like it. I do too. If there isn't a term, we should make one up.
1: Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's got to be.
0: A a flipsy-daisy? No. I mean, let's not be stupid. (laughs) We'll get back to you on it. Um, yeah. Don't know the exact track, but there are portions on Beck's odelay where it moves into like the really electronic, crunchy robotic sounds. Like um like the fax machine? Yeah. Okay. The endings of songs. I'll we'll come back to it at another time, but I think Beck is a good example of one that changes it up.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it says punch you in the face I know what you're talking about though it's Um, almost
0: like end skits to the tracks
1: yeah I want to say it's are you talking about like hmm well let's go through some of the tracks yeah let's do it um I've got it up here thank you I know it's okay, so looking at Beck Odele. Yeah. I know it's not any of the first four tracks.
0: I wanna say it's where it's at. It could be. Or maybe the new pollution. No, it could be where it's at. It's definitely
1: not the not in the first four tracks. I agree. Um I'm not sure if it's where it's at It could be this derelict song But I'm not 100% sure But that's where I think we should start
0: Alright, let's do that
1: And I think after about 20 seconds I'll know if We'll see if we're talking about the same thing Sure I think we are I'm pretty sure this is not it I agree. All right. So the Novocaine, I don't think it's Novocaine no. either because Boom. it's got that. I'll play it at the end, right? It's Novocaine. Right? It's got the guitar thing. On yeah. It. Like yeah. This is what I'm talking about.
0: Oh, so this is... All right. So this is Novocaine. Let's rewind it a little bit. Right. Going from that really cool, mellow thing into the scratching and then he brings in the hard beat afterwards. that for me
1: yeah like I said I, I can I had the CD so I knew whereabouts it was <laughs> on the CD but yeah I knew it wasn't in the first four songs six song six
0: I remembered one thing I've listened to this week hmm Black Star Bowie
1: oh yeah that's good
0: it's the first lesson. oh I was really uh, really enjoyed it
1: cool yeah
0: apparently James Murphy was Brought on to work on it, but it didn't work out. Okay. According to James Murphy himself, which I found interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm not surprised by that. No. So speaking of Beck. Yes. We were talking about um, what were the best Beck albums. Mm -hmm. I think uh, we were both talking about Midnight Vultures. We were. After Midnight Vultures, I would say... Oh, it's kind of hard for me to make a first and second, but I would say the first and second are in any order, Odele and Midnight Vultures for me. Yeah, I'm with that. And then after that, hmm. I really like Mellow Gold.
0: Yeah, but is it better than the information? (sighs) In terms of the composition of the music, probably not.
1: No, no, I mean in in terms of what you think
0: it's difficult honestly the information this might be heresy to say but i rarely make it through the whole album in um, one sitting
1: weird no that's one of the good ones
0: i agree it's a very good album
1: yeah and then i really i really like mutations as well that's one of my favorites. I haven't gotten into mutations oh really it's got that country vibe yeah, yeah it's really good
0: then we were listening to I, I always forget about modern guilt too. that's where i was going ah, fantastic album
1: yeah, and, Short never, and it never comes up, but it's got tons and tons of good songs on it. It might be one of the last good Beck albums. Because after that, what do we have? That
0: was just before Morning Phase, right?
1: Yeah, and that's, that's the one he won the album of the year for, and just it was just trash. Baloney.
0: I enjoyed a couple songs on it, but when I go for a Beck album, I want a Beck album. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm not no, I'm not so much like that. Like I said, like we talked about before, last time we're talking about Beck, is that Sea Change album. Mm. I love it, and it's like not a normal Beck album. Very mellow. Yeah, and same with Mutations. Mutations is not a normal Beck album either.
0: And I think that's why I haven't really gotten into either of them. No, they're both good. Um, What do you think about the Guerlito remix album compared to Guero?
1: I like them both
0: a lot. They're both great. I find myself listening to Guerlito more. That makes
1: sense. I mean, when Guaral came out, I would just listen to that, right? I listen right. to that a lot. And then, yeah, I like the remixes as well.
0: It's both good. It's tough to pick a favorite, but I, for me, I'd have to go Midnight Vultures. Established. Hmm. It's got its root in funk, as a lot of his music does. But you can really see it there, and I love the songwriting. But Odelay was just like so revolutionary, it's out there. Was Midnight first? No, Odelay was first. Yeah, interesting. Great album cover too. Yeah, I think
1: I think Odele was like the best album of the '90s over it's,
0: overall. It's a statement, but I could see that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there was a lot of good music from the nineties, but I feel like that was like the most, most earth shattering music. Mm. Like that was before digital music. He was doing all that kind of crazy shit.
0: Yeah. That is ridiculous. Yeah. He's a craftsman for sure. I found myself kind of falling out of listening to like grunge music recently. And especially from the nineties period, like growing up. Huge into alice Allison Chains, Soundgarden. I still love those bands. Mm-hmm. I just don't really listen as much.
1: I was listening to Soundgarden the other day.
0: Nice. They they don't really get old. That Bad Motor Finger
1: album. Motherfucker. So good. Yeah. They're all I mean, they have a bunch of good albums. That one in particular.
0: The whole thing's driving. Yeah.
1: It's gritty. Um, I was listening to uh Face Pollution. Nice.
2: Yeah. Face Pollution.
1: Yeah, I forget why put that on but yeah that song got into my head so i started playing it
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a it's a classic Mm -hmm. slaves and bulldozers off that album big fan
1: yeah that's really it
0: yes sir yes sir
1: all right well i guess we're done for today
0: suppose so okay later later guys